the data standard is important because it allows everyone to communicate seamlessly. Welcome to Actualizing Success. In this podcast series, our in-house advisors discuss today's finance and technology topics with an emphasis on solutions that embrace tomorrow. On this episode of Actualizing Success, we're discussing the private label RMBS data set. I'm Matt Sue, partner with Actualized Consulting. I run our mortgage and fixed income practice and IT practice. And today we're joined by Jaron Combs, director of IT and software delivery for Actualize, and Julia Curran, senior director at Citus AMC. And just to introduce the speakers, Jaron's uh, been in the business for, for 25 years or more and um, has been with Actualize for a long time. He's really one of the, if not the foremost expert in MISMO and data management. He's an elected member of the MISMO Residential Standards and Governments Committee. He co-chairs the MISMO Servicing and also uh, the topic of this, uh, the Residential Mortgage-Backed Securities Work Groups. Uh, he also participates in many other groups. He's a member of the Council of Chairs, Information Management, as well as the MBA Servicing Transfers and MBA Residential Technology Committee. So welcome, Jaron and, and Julia. I would have to say that, you know, Julia is right up there with, with the foremost experts in the in the private label um, and mortgage conduit space with over 25 years of experience and 13 in the due diligence arena. In her time with Citus AMC, Julie has managed hundreds of due diligence projects covering whole loan purchases as well as rated private securities. She leads all the securitization efforts for Citus AMC clients. In terms of MISMO, she's also the co-chair of the MISMO Private Label Securitization Development Work Group and is very involved in the Structured Finance Association. So welcome the two of you. And at this point, I think I'm going to hand it over to Julia. Great, Matt. Thank you for the introduction. What I'm going to go over today is how this whole thing came about of developing a new script or a new data set for the private label space. There's a difference between the data that is looked at in the private label space versus that of the GSEs or Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Those entities have a standardized data set because they also have standardized products to an extent. In the private label market, there are so many different guidelines, and especially now that we have non-QM product we have products that people call SFR or the single family rental products. We have season loans and investor loans and all these loans that may not fit the box of the GSEs. And for that reason, there needs to be a different data set for the private label market than the files that are typically used for the GSE group. Needing that separate data set back in July of 2009, ASF, or the American Securitization Forum, did create a data set with data definitions. And that data set is what was been used since that period of time to send to the rating agencies, such as Standard & Poor's, Fitch, Moody's, DBRS. And those entities would use the data in the ASF data set 
in order to rate the securitizations. So these are the groups that are going to give them a you know, AAA, a AA, where it gives investors a comfort level to the quality of the assets that they're looking at. Unfortunately, ASF disbanded shortly after the creation of that data set, and then there was no entity to back it up to keep that data set up to date. The problem that arose is between 2009 and 2019, let's say, a lot of new products entered the market. We especially had the non-QM product. And this product consisted of things like bank statement loans, where you could qualify a borrower based off of bank statements and come up with an income amount. We ended up with CPA letter loans, all kinds of different loans that had different documentation levels backing them, different lengths of time for the documentation, different types of documents. You know, those things all became an issue. And the ASF tape had, had nothing that spoke to that. In addition, we came up with what was called TILA designations. A loan could be a a safe harbor QM loan, it could be a QM loan, it could be a non-QM loan. There were all these different designations that spoke to the risk of the loan. There was no format in the ASF tape for that information either. There were many other fields than those that I just mentioned that just didn't have a home in that ASF tape. So what happened was each of the third-party review firms or TPRs created their own extra data set for the rating agencies. So we all still used that ASF tape, and then we all added the additional fields the rating agencies asked for. Unfortunately, there were no definitions to those extra fields. So what Citus AMC may consider cash out, one of the other TPRs may consider a different combination of numbers cash out. The rating agencies, however, when they got a cash out field, naturally assumed that it meant the same thing by everybody providing it. And the investors had the same idea. If, if it says cash out, I'm assuming it's this. But as many people know, cash out can be comprised of a bunch of different components. So that was across many fields. We added, I believe, close to 100 fields to that ASF tape with no definitions behind them. So what we felt was the definition versus what the rating agencies felt with the definition or the investors felt with the definition, there was no consistency. And that's what brought us to the need to have a new consistent tape where all of the definitions could speak and you know, mean the same thing so that everybody could read the data the same way. And so um, I reached out to Mismo and then to Jaron, who's an expert on the data structure. And maybe Jaron, you could take us through how you took the mess we handed you of all these data fields and helped us create this standard. Yeah, so we kind of got together and, and sort of took the universe of the, of the ASF tape, as it's called, and uh, understood all the data points associated with it. And we just sort of high-level bucketed them and tried to figure out what is in MISMO, what kind of coverage we have. We're kind of basically doing a, a, a pretty ad hoc uh, gap analysis. And then as a work group, we got together and we just started at the top and we went down data point by data point and we lined them up and we... We took a, taking a flat file to a hierarchical XML structure. You're always going to have a many to one, one to many uh, relationships. So um, we had to. It was it was an education process for us on the Mismo side because we had to learn a little bit about this side of the uh, life of the loan as part of the business we're not necessarily that familiar with, or I wasn't at least. And then it was an education for the subject matter experts like Julia and the others that joined us to on on how Mismo works and the structure of Mismo and the hierarchical. Uh, the hierarchical nature of an uh, of a tag value pair language like XML. So, and it, so we all learned in the beginning, and then once we got going, we just started mapping. And it took us almost three years to do the entire thing, 
uh, we introduced change to the MISMO model because there was a lot of concepts that we didn't have or uh, brand new uh, data points or, or enumerations or updated definitions. And um, so it was an education uh, process for all of us. And one of the reasons that we did this is that a data standard is important because it allows everyone to communicate seamlessly. So one of the analogies I like to use with my clients when they ask about data standards is if you've ever flown on a commercial air, aircraft, no matter where you are in the world, the pilots up front all speak English. So they may be native French speakers or Chinese or Japanese or, or German or English, but when they're communicating with the other pilots in the sky or communicating with air traffic control, they're all speaking one language. That's because it's a safety thing and it's nothing gets lost in translation. But we're not necessarily talking about safety with MISMO. MISMO becomes that universal language of the life of the loan. So no matter who you are or what party you feel in the life of the loan, if you speak MISMO, we're all saying the same thing. So nothing gets lost in translation. So that's important there. So when you're when you're adopting MISMO, if you're if you um, and you know your business partners already has MISMO, you know you're both going to communicate seamlessly right out of the box. There's and there's nothing that does get lost in translation. So what does that mean from a, a cost perspective? It means your time to market's faster. That means your adoption is faster. That means you don't have to work too hard on the inside of your internal systems to get them uh, tuned up if you're already communicating in MISMO because you know your business partner is, so nothing, again, gets lost in translation. So another reason that that MISMO has been adopted in the industry has been tied uh, heavily to the UMTB program. With the UMTB, Uniform Mortgage Data Program, was uh, the GSE's mandates that that spun up the, the Uniform Loan Delivery Data Set, ULDD, the uh, Uniform Closing Data Set, UCD, uh, the new loan application URLA and the, the new appraisal set that's being built now. So those were driving adoption. So a lot, a lot of the people in the industry have, have been uh, driven to MISMO because of the UMTV program. So we're, we're, we're sort of jumping on that, that bandwagon, sort of helping them and, and, and putting this specification in the MISMO standard uh, that we're the, the RMBS specification that we, we just sent out for public comment is is hoping to join on that popularity and in the adoption that's being driven through the industry. So, uh, Julia, can you please just give us a little bit on why this standard is important to, to your firm, Citus AMC? Sure. So Citus AMC um, relies heavily on technology and on repeatable processes. And if we know what the definition of a field is or what definition is needed, we can code that in our systems and consistently come up with an answer. So that the answers and the data we produce will be consistent and will be as expected. And it may not be, you know, what everybody thinks is right, but it will be consistently wrong then. So, but it will be consistent. And the ability to have that definition and to place the automation around it is huge for our firm um, in in being able to automate as much as we possibly can to help elim eliminate some of that human error. It also, just for the industry as a, for our industry as a whole, for the third-party review firms, it helps um, oftentimes the securitization. We'll have loans in it reviewed by more than one review firm, and it becomes a mess putting those securitizations together if each firm had a different format and each firm had different definitions. That There's a lot of back and forth and a lot of wasted time. Uh, the standardization will help with all of that, as well as helping with the rating agencies. They'll all understand what the data fields mean, and it will you know, cause fewer questions back to us. And it also provides a much cleaner insight to the issuers on the quality of the assets, as well as to the investors. How about to actualize, Jaron? So it's important to actualize because we are the industry leaders in MISMO transformation. Um, 
So one of the things we, we hear a lot when we get customers calling us is they don't know how to get to a MISMO adoption. They don't even sometimes don't even know what it means. So what we do is we come in and we help them. We come up with a roadmap to help them get from their current uh, data structures into a MISMO compliance structure. We provide data mapping, which takes their native data into the into the, the MISMO structure. Uh, and we can do it across the multiple versions of MISMO. This particular specification is going to be in a version 3.6, but we across any version. And then we also provide support for uh, internal culture changes that sometimes these type of transformations uh, uh, create. So that, that's what one of the reasons supported us. The other reason is we have a, a software that we sell called uh, TransformX, and it takes your native data and converts it into MISMO compliant data set. So as soon as this specification goes live, we're gonna have that component, and uh, we currently create the ULDD, the UCD, the ULAD, uh, we will create UADs so when it's available. So we have this that will this software that will allow you to create this transformation layer without disrupting your internal systems. So, um, so Actualize is heavily involved in MISMO. Uh, we support all aspects of MISMO, and it's just excited to have another another specification that we can tackle and hopefully uh, branch out into a little bit different part of the of the industry than than we normally see. Aaron, thanks for that. Um, and I, I I'll make a couple of other comments um, that I think are why this was was groundbreaking and important. Um, Jaron had mentioned a lot about the UMDP from the GSEs. Th this represents a, a big step forward for the industry without necessarily a mandate from a regulator. And I think it also reflects a lot of very strong industry collaboration. So I think both of those were really important. And I, and I do think that we'll see quite a bit more of that as we move ahead and, you know, just making sure everybody understands how much time and effort was put into this by, by both Jaron and Julia, as well as, as others that worked on that work group. But I guess, you know, if I'm thinking about everything that you've talked about, there's got to be a couple of key takeaways or, or something that you want to leave the audience with um, as we move forward. So, um, Julia, what what would you like the audience to understand if they could remember just one thing about about this effort? I think the the quantity of data that is needed to actually understand a mortgage loan in today's world um, is massive and not having the GSE standards behind it makes it even more complex. And so this effort in taking all the fields that pretty much any party would need in order to evaluate the quality of a loan asset um, can be used in, you know, in a lot of different places. And, and this is a way to, you know, like you said, involve all parties to that where we had input from the originators as well as the issuers, as well as the rating agencies to come up with what is this data set that is gonna make the industry, first of all, be able to work quicker, but also to be able to work efficiently and to not run into some of the issues we've run into as an industry in the past with those riskier assets and not being aware of what we've originated. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. And I, I actually expect we may see some derivative works out of this too. I mean, it was such a, large amount of information. There's different parts of the business cycle that can leverage the same data. So, you know, I think there'll be more to come. Um, and then Jaron just wanted to get your, your final thoughts on this and get your take on, um, on some things that you think that the audience should, should understand. 
I kind of approached this. I wanted to look at it backwards from the adoption point of view. And if I was new to Mismo and I, someone handed me this, I wanted to be able to track back to something I know. So one thing Julie and I did from the very beginning is we kept we kept the linkage back to ASF, to the ASF tape. So we even have the, the numbers of the file. We have the, the left side of the specification. When you look at it, it's going to show you the, the, the names, the definitions, the, the information that are, are, are hopefully our new customer and new users with this will will make them more comfortable when they see the document, knowing that this is how it ties ties to the to the MISMO. As I talked earlier, we're going to have one to minis, we're going to have many to ones relationships when you when you're start doing your data pairing. And then we even tracked what we took out. So there's a separate tab in the document that does that. So if I was brand new to MISMO and I was handed this, I, I would like to feel that 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 you would feel comfortable knowing that there's a tie back to a file you've been using for years and that they making this transition would be would be smooth. Thanks Jaron for that. And again, I think that we've uh we've heard a lot of really interesting things today. Um hopefully they were informative. Clearly, you know, in a small time period like this, we couldn't get every single thing across to the audience, but um both Julie and Jaron are available and and for contact, you know, whichever method you use to get to the podcast, you'll be able to see their contact information in the show notes. So don't hesitate to reach out to Julia or Jaron for more information. We'd be happy to talk more about it or perhaps sponsor um, a webinar or something of that nature. And again, thank the two of you for, for spending time with me this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Julia. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Actualizing Success. Make sure to visit us online at www.actualizedconsulting.com where you can explore our service offerings. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform. If you've enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider leaving a review and following us on LinkedIn. If you have any questions or would like to share your opinions with us, please send us a note at podcast at actualizedconsulting.com. We look forward to hearing from you.